everyone, and welcome to another episode of Taco Bata Tuesday, the show where we eat healthy, delicious tacos and have conversations about life. When you strive for excellence, it feels wonderful because you're trying your very best versus perfectionism that feels terrible because your work is somehow never quite good enough. I don't know about you guys, but I have this love-hate relationship with this word enough. And I love this quote so much because I think a lot of us mistake striving for excellence and perfectionism being close to the same thing. And so I'm going to tell you the story about how this became a topic for this week. But for all of you that are either recovering perfectionists or people that feel like you're stuck in the grind and the hustle of being a perfectionist, aka myself, then welcome to the podcast that might save your life (laughs) or at least get you in the direction of doing that. Because I, I do believe that perfectionism is something that can truly take a lot of people down. And I'll tell you, my friends, on this podcast, we are here to level up. We are not here to be taken down or to just survive. We are here to thrive. But first off, In order to thrive, we've got to have a taco in our hands. And the taco of this week, I can't believe I haven't thought of this one before, but we're going with it. It's a California melt taco. Who doesn't like chicken and melted cheese and avocado? I mean, hello, yum. So if you like California melts or sandwiches in general, and you want to eat a healthier version of it, and it happens to come in taco form, Congratulations. I just saved your lunch or your dinner hour. (laughs) Super easy to make. I think it took me like maybe five to six minutes, however long it took for the chicken to cook, and it was assembled. So go check out the show notes before you leave the episode today. You do not want to miss this one. Okay, so on to the story and the topic of the week. I, which I feel like I say this quite often, I am shooting for more big goals, but here's the difference of the goals that I'm shooting for now versus other times that maybe I've been shooting for goals is that in order for me to actually hit those goals, I have to trust and give that open space and freedom for success to other people. My success is lying in the hands of other people. And as someone that is a perfectionist that wants to always be doing enough and feeling like they're giving as much value as they can to people, it is a really, really hard thing to shake. My perfectionism as of recently has been through the roof, thinking, oh, I didn't do enough here, or gosh, should I do enough of this specific activity? Feeling like I would go to bed and laying my head down and just being like, did it happen today? Am I going to wake up tomorrow or on the deadline for that matter that that goal is supposed to be achieved by and be like, crap, remember that one night that you should have stayed up an hour later or got up an hour earlier? These are the thoughts that I have running through my head. And it's because I care about my people so much and I care about my team and the people I coach so much that they're just going through my mind 24-7. But here's something that I will tell you my big epiphany (laughs) after going through this experience is you will never, ever be able to get everything that you want to get done. But you can for sure as heck burn out on it and live a life of worry while trying. And that's what I've been doing, is just living in a life of worry. And worry 
is not adding to my life. It's not serving me. It's taking hours away of time that I should be present and joyful and grateful for the life that I live. So to kind of wrap this up into movement and into this next segment is today, the topic is all about being imperfectly perfect. Because if there's also anything that I've learned, it's at the times where I was doing my absolute best, the times where I was high on life and I was achieving all of my goals. Not only was I like unapologetically me and I was just like living my life, but it was messy and it wasn't perfect. And it was like going from one thing to the other and just being so high on life about it. And it was so imperfect that it was perfect. And so that's what the topic is of this week is giving you those steps of just letting go, (laughs) of loving the imperfectness and learning to lean into it and letting that perfectionist side of you fall to the side so that way you can get back to living your life and crushing your goals. So let's jump right in with step number one. And that first step is how do you define being enough or just enough in general? And like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, (laughs) I have this love-hate relationship with this word. And because hopefully some of you agree with me on this, it's either enough is a good thing or enough is a bad thing. And what I've noticed is that 99.9% of people experience enough as a bad thing. And what I've also noticed too is that when people start to reflect and define on what it is that they define enough as is that it doesn't meet enough by their standards. It's enough by someone else's standards and expectations. For all of our life, and, you know, of course, we had to have parents and teachers and bosses as we grew up to go to work, there was always the minimum expectations and standards. But through that, somehow, I think we got it twisted of what it is that was expected of us and what it was for us to be enough for us to be worthy, for us to be capable in this lifetime. And I think those things got blurred a little bit too much. And so now what you see is a lot of people operate from this place of, I don't want to be judged. I want to be accepted. I want approval in my life. And they don't operate from, this is what I want to do and this is what I will do because it fulfills me. And once I swallowed that hard pill of like, holy cow, for the better part of my life, I've been operating out of approval for others. That is when my life changed and when things started to shift. And I started to ask myself, how can I redefine enough? How can I create a life that I want to live? What is the life that I want to live? And I started asking myself better questions. And in return, I started to get better results. And what started to happen was I was getting better results in my relationships, in my life at home, in my career, in my finances, with my body, with my soul and my mind. And I just started to transform into this person of not what is it that I need to do to meet expectations of others, but was it is what is it, excuse me, that I need to show up as today to be the most joyful and fulfilled me. So take some time in this step and just live here. Just be here and enjoy it. Ask yourself those questions that are going to get you what it is that you're looking for. And at the end of this all, I hope you come out of it with a new definition of enough that empowers you and also allows for you to be the most authentic version of you. 
So now that you have this new definition of enough, I want you to take that into step two. And I want you to go back and reflect on different moments of your life that match with that new definition. And I want you just to think about where were you? Who were you with? What were the things that made up those situations? What were the tasks and action items that you completed? Just think of everything in totality. And that second step is to find where success left clues. It is a very common and well-known phrase that success leaves clues, right? When you're listening to someone who's a major influencer, who's seen a lot of those accolades and achievements in your life, you listen (laughs) and you follow directions if you want to emulate them. Success leaves clues. You've had plenty of success in your life, whether you know it or not, or whether you've even acknowledged it. So now is the time to go back for all those feel-good moments and think about all the success and how life was showing up for you, how you were exactly where you needed to be. You just might have not have remembered it in the moment. Get that not only feel-good vibe, but really reflect on everything that was a part of those moments and what it was that surmounted to you being quote-unquote successful. Because when you do that, you just unlocked all of the answers to the test you found what it was that put you in peak state to get to that success. You found what actions it took in order to get you to that success. You found the education and the learning and the people and the resources that you need in order to get you from point A to point B. There's no secret sauce. There's no magic thing that someone's not telling you. You have everything within you that you need to be successful. It's time to go back and bring that out to show yourself and prove to yourself that you do. And I promise you that you do. And so now you are hyped up. You are feeling amazing. You have all the answers that you need. The best thing that you can do for yourself is this third step, and that's to take massive action through adapting the 1% better mindset. I talk about this a lot, (laughs) but when we hear the words take action, there's a couple of things that could happen. The first is that fear comes knocking at our door and we're like, heck no, see you later. It's much easier to not act and ask what if, (laughs) which I will tell you that's not a way I want to live my life and that's definitely not a way I want you, my friend, to live your life. Don't play on the sidelines or don't even be on the sidelines at all. Get out of the sidelines. You're way more worth it than that. So that's one thing that could happen. So in that case, We got to bring all those limiting beliefs and doubts and fears into the light and shatter those. And if you've struggled with that, go back and listen to my previous talks about how to build mental grit and how to overcome fear and self-limiting beliefs. I promise you'll get everything that you need in those episodes. The other thing that could happen is we shatter those beliefs and we're like, holy cow, it's going to take a lot to get from point A to point B and your mind starts to go and go and go. And before you know it, Here comes the cycle of overthinking. And before you know it, you've talked yourself out of it because of overwhelm (laughs) before you even started the race. So let's just eliminate all of that and just adopt this 1% better mindset. And I'll give you an example of this. Is many of you know that I went to compete at a National Ninja Warrior competition just a couple weeks back. And after I was just in awe of the talent and what's possible, I came back being like, I might not be on the podium this year or next year or the year after that, not limiting beliefs, just obviously being realistic. 
but what is it that I can do to one day get closer to that goal? Not have it on any schedule or timeline, but just what is the one thing that I can do? The 1% better every single day. And so for those of you that watch me on social media, I've been highlighting this 1% better training is three times a week. I commit to the very few focus areas that I've drilled in on of this is what's holding me back as of right now. And when I get better at those, I'll find new things. And I'm just going to take it one step at a time. There is no need to eat the entire frog. In fact, I actually want to read to you something that I am reading from a book. It's called Eat the Frog. And this book, you guys, is incredible. If you were looking to increase your productivity and eliminate overthinking, overwhelm, and burnout, this is your book. So in the book, the author talks about this ABCDE method. Never heard of it previously to this, but in a nutshell, it's essentially how to prioritize, okay? So let's just say there's a big task or deadline that's coming up. You make an entire list, you do your declutter brain dump that saves your life, and you get everything out of your mind onto paper. From there, you go to prioritize. This is how it works. The tasks that are so important, like if you did not get these done, you're in some serious trouble. But if you did get these done, these are the ones that are going to completely change the game for you and move the rock forward immensely. Those are your eight tasks, okay? Now, you can have multiple A tasks, and if that's the case, A1 is the tippy-tippy top most important must get done first. A2 is the next tippy-tippy top all the way down. You get my flow. Now, the B items are defined as a task that you should do, but it only has mild consequences, but it's nowhere near as important as an A task. And it would be like things like returning an unimportant phone call or text message or reviewing the emails, like just those little things that you should not do until your A tasks are done. Hands down. Those are your B tasks. So you go through and you you mark those. The next ones are your C tasks. And these are just defined as something that would be nice to do, but there's no consequences at all at whether or not you do them. So Basically, these are like the fluffy things that if you could get them done, great. If not, it's not going to impact you either way or others for that matter. The D task. This is the one that I'm really wanting to work on. Maybe this is the next podcast that I do. (laughs) It is defined as something that you can delegate to someone else. And the rule here is that you should delegate everything that someone else can do so you can free yourself up for the A tasks. And potentially, once you get the A task done, the B task onto the C task, right? So delegation, it's an incredible thing. Now, the last thing is the E task. And that is defined as something you can eliminate altogether because it won't make any real difference regardless. So I look at these things in this way to prioritize, and I'm like, if I could take that and apply that to the 1% better mindset every single day, I'd be more productive, I would feel more accomplished, and I'd actually be making true progress towards my goals, which I believe it was last week we talked about the true happiness in life is progress. And if you can continue to make that progress in your life, you're going to live a very fulfilled life. And the beautiful thing about progress, you guys, is that it's imperfect. It'll never be perfect. As you take action, and this is a part of this step, you're going to stop 
and you're going to reflect and you're going to pivot or you're going to adjust based on what's working and what's not working. And that is the beauty of progress is that it's messy and it's not linear. In fact, it's kind of a big up and down wave. But in the beauty of that all is the gift of learning, the gift of learning and growing to become a better leader, to become a better you, a better parent, whatever that looks like. So those are your three steps right there. And what I want to leave you with is this permission, because I feel like sometimes it's hard to give us the permission ourselves to let go. So me on the other end, not knowing what you're going through, I want to give you the permission to let go of those things that are not serving you, to let go of all the things that you feel that need to be perfect, but really don't. The relationships gone wrong, the career that you thought you were supposed to be promoted and you thought you were supposed to go in this way and make this amount of money on this time frame, let it go. Finances, let it go. You guys, life is not meant to be lived in a perfect box. It's meant to be lived in a life full of gratitude and a life full of learning. And you've got to do that through going through the ups and the downs. And in a perfectionist life... I can tell you right now, it doesn't allow for any of the downs. It only allows for the ups. And a lot of the beauty is going down and learning and growing from those downs to go back up. And what I'll leave you with is to act with urgency. Act with urgency on these three steps. Because the longer that you let this spiral, this downward spiral go on, the more of a toll it's going to take on you. It's like truly self-abuse. And also what I hope is that you stop acting out of worry. Again, let those worries go. I'm giving you permission. Worry is not saving your life. It's taking away from it every second, every minute, every hour that you spend in it. Stop doing that to yourself and cast that outwardly. Trust that the universe has your back that there is a plan for you. And if you just stick in these three steps and remember that the ups and the downs, that all of it was meant for you and that you're going to seek what it is that you truly desire, I promise you're going to get there. Thank you so much for showing up for you today. I hope that you have an amazing week full of the most messy ups and downs ever and that you learn so much from them. I promise you, your future self will thank you for continuing to trailblaze through them and creating that life that you want for yourself. Now go enjoy all those delicious California melt tacos and go live in this imperfectly perfect messy life of yours. And I will see you next time for more delicious taco recipes and conversations about life. See you then.